My mom banned me from going to Disneyland just because I want to abandon my brother. Am I the a-hole? Disneyland is worth abandoning your whole family for. Really? I agree. Yeah. Yeah? It's what Walt Disney would have wanted. Really? Mm -hmm. He's in his cryogenic chamber right now wishing for you to abandon your family so you can pledge your allegiance to the Disney warlords. I guess by freezing himself, he did technically abandon his family. He did. You know? It's like, let me freeze myself over here. Not like, why not freeze them with you? Like Exactly. Freeze the whole fam. Yeah. Freeze the family. Mm. That's the motto. So my 16 female parents didn't have much time for me after my brother nine male was born and it got even worse after he was diagnosed with autism when he was three. My dad is rarely home and my mom is always busy with my brother so neither of them have time for me. I've known my best friend Rachel since we were in kindergarten. Her mom is the nicest person I've ever met. Rachel and I played soccer but my mom was rarely able to take me to practices and games so Rachel's mom would always take me. That's sweet. You know? That's nice. Yeah. I used to be in the school choir and my parents went to like one performance during the six years I did it. I love how the teenage speak is coming to yeah. like, they only went to like one, one. performance in the whole six Come years. On. Like get it together. Parents. Where's the support? Oh my God. Those are just a few examples. But Rachel's mom has always been there for me when my parents weren't available. My mom never really cares what I'm doing unless she needs me to watch my brother. So I spent a lot of time at Rachel's house. Once I spent a whole weekend there and my mom didn't even call to ask where I was at. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That sucks. Rachel's family goes on a lot of vacations and they often take me damn at least you have a better family <laughs> Jeez, rachel's family is a real mvp here. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, especially it seems like they just adopted op basically they're going to disney world during thanksgiving break and invited me to come with them i asked my dad and he said i could go huge so, okay so you got a approval from your terrible parents everything sounds good they've already planned and booked everything and i'm really excited i've been to disneyland once with my family and it was horrible my brother threw a huge tantrum on the first day because he wanted to go on the ride alone and sit in between mom and dad so i had to stay at the hotel most of the time oh, oh man that's that sucks so much that's that's really tough I'm sorry, Opie. That damn. Yeah. And like as Opie didn't mention the age, but like I imagine pretty young. You know, you're a little kid and you have to like sit at the hotel by yourself. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. My brother found out that I'm going to Disney and he had a really big meltdown. He loves Disney and he was mad that I was going without him. My mom told me that she was planning to go to Washington to visit my grandparents. My dad didn't say anything about that, so I'm pretty sure she just made that up to stop me from going. Oh, so they're like, you're not going to Disney World anymore. You're going to Washington to see your grandparents. That's so shitty. Dude, like the other Let family OP have some fun. Literally. And yeah. like from what we can infer, the other family is paying for it. They're taking yeah, care exactly. of the watching her. Like, what are we doing here? We're God. trying to destroy joy. Apparently. And even if they are going, I don't want to go to Disney World with my best friend. See my grandparents. Yeah, they're not quite on the same level. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got a lightning pass. Maybe a lightning pass. pass straight. Fast pass straight to the grave. Oh, that's right. I want you to skip that line. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't want to go on a 14-hour car ride with my brother, and I'm pretty sure when we get there, they're either going to make me stay with him while they go out or take him and leave me alone in the hotel. I also won't be allowed to go out on my own. 
Oh. Yeah, that's just being left. How old is OP now? 16. Oh, no. Yeah. She told me that I need to think about my brother and his feelings are more important than, than mine. mine. What? Because, because he's younger and is autistic. Bro, no one's feelings are more important than anyone else's feelings. Speak that speak. Yeah. Talk that talk. Come on. There we go. Like, just because he's young and... I was going to say young and dumb, but that's probably not appropriate. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, like <laughs> my podcast host, ladies and gentlemen, Samuel Dunham. Not because I wasn't saying dumb because you're autistic. <laughs> Just like because young. So what kids were are you dumb. saying? Um, can you break it down? So could you, could you let's sit down and really no? I'm just playing with you. Continue. Yeah, just because he's autistic doesn't mean that he has better feelings than her. Here's the thing. Okay, they have to deal with their son's tantrum. Fair. That's not nothing. But literally, this other family is giving your daughter this whole vacation. You have all this time now to spend with the one kid. Or up the ante, you can go on your own vacation and then be able to spend all your time with him, which seems like seems that would like make him happy. Anyway, you don't have to put me in the hotel room. Hello. I'll just be over here at Disneyland having yeah, fun. You don't have to lock me in the freaking cage. Wow, My these goodness. Parents it sound like they don't know how to prioritize or bounce their children at all. Yeah. I told her that I honestly don't give a fuck about my brother's feelings and I wish Ooh. he Ooh. was never born. Yikes. All right. Line cross. Okay. 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 We got some, we got the teenage got angst the teenage coming angst. in really, 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 yeah. really strong. Oh my God. Um, he was there when I said all this. <laughs> He's just in the corner. Oh, God. We were on your side, OP. We were rooting for you. We were all the way there. And you took us all the way back. Okay. He's disappointed us, OP. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah. We're the real parents that, you know, you should have tried to. We were thinking about adopting you. Now we're casting you to the streets. Not anymore. And now he's been crying and screaming for the last three hours and it's giving me a headache. Man's got stamina. Also, she's like, she's been crying for the last three hours and it's been giving me such a headache. It's like, I mean, if you tell someone you wish they'd never been born that will upset anybody i'm sorry that's like yeah my mom has been trying to calm him down and my dad said that he'll still let me go because he understands i'm frustrated he also grew up with neurodivergent siblings so he knows what it's like okay interesting at least there's like some empathy here yeah that's like the first time that i think we've noticed that right my mom said that i'm a rude ungrateful brat and i need to be kinder to my brother am i the a-hole there is an edit with some additional context etc but let me know what you all think in the comments so far is op the a-hole or not i think op's the a-hole for for the yeah, i wish you were never born comment really? for sure yeah but i also think like op's being put in this like really weird situation where like the parents are putting so much time and effort to make sure that the other kid feels okay and there's just like no effort and time and courtesy put on op i don't know it's a really hard thing to ba- balance when you have a kid that needs more attention. Yeah, like to be fair, already having children is exhausting, right? To have a child that is neurodivergent, there's a lot more care that needs to be put into that. And it's like, I totally get that. That's a lot and probably very hard to balance. But it seems like from what we can infer, especially the mom is just like it's not just completely catering to the other. Kid. Yeah, I'm curious for anyone who grew up with like a neurodivergent sibling or if you've seen this situation happen, like how it has unfolded, what are the 
the worst cases of, you know, how it was managed and what are the best cases? This seems to be in the worst category. Seems like it. Okay, so what's this edit? There is an edit. I was 11 when the Disneyland incident occurred. My brother was mostly nonverbal then, but when we were about to leave the hotel, he screamed and was saying no while pointing at me. My parents calmed him down briefly, but when we got on our first ride, he started screaming again, so my parents told me to go back to the hotel. Okay, so I guess in trying to understand what he wants, they were like, oh, he just doesn't want you here. He yeah. wasn't able to verbally communicate it. But, but he's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. GTFO, sis. Kind of asshole move on the neurodivergent game. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, this kid is a total asshole. He's nine now. So he was like a very young child. Can we still call him point. an asshole though? Everyone in the comments, can Sam? Can I call him an asshole? That is the question. Can Sam call him an asshole? I'm not asking, but Sam's asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. Sam's well, asking. Like, I think you can call any toddler an asshole if they're being an asshole. Can you call a neurodivergent toddler an asshole if he's being an asshole? At a bare minimum, it's unfair to the sister. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's singling his sister out. Especially being locked he's in the hotel. literally making his sister be locked into a room because he doesn't want to go on a ride with her. Yeah. Well, the parents are the ones that are locking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... I get what you're saying. Let Sam know in the comments, everybody. Can I call this kid an asshole? Can he? Tell me why I'm wrong or why I'm right. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast right now, I just realized that people are commenting on the Spotify episodes using the Q&A feature. Oh. Yes. Exciting. Yes. I forgot to share that. So if you're on the Spotify... Can you rate us five stars? Can you please? Can you do that right now? Can you rate us five stars? Because right now we're at like 4.4. .4. Guys, they're hating on us so hard. They don't yeah, love us like you do. Five at least. Yeah. 4.5. 4.5. How many seconds I lost? Um, I snuck out on the second day and I went on like two rides before I ran into my parents and they told me to go back because they didn't want me to be out there alone. Oh my gosh. She snuck out of the hotel to go on some ride, which by the way, I 100% would have done. I'm not like staying in a hotel room. But man, I feel bad for her, dude. Edit number three. I don't blame my brother for what happened at Disneyland. He was four. I blame Fucking my parents. I don't, I, I'm calling <laughs> Sam's like, no, no, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Sammy Lana. I blame my parents for not finding a better way to handle the situation. He was nonverbal at the time, but he can talk now. He isn't high functioning exactly, but he does understand what's going on around him. He has basic life skills, but can't be on his own for very long. So we have the full picture. Yeah, everyone's an asshole. Including the autistic brother. Yep, that's my take. Samuel Donner is known for taking stands. Yep, I'm taking stands the stand. Stands every man will stand on, but no, no. Sam does. Brittle ground I'm standing on. Yeah. Only enough room for me. Here's my question. OP is 16, still in high school, still at the parents' house. I would actually be curious for everyone who has neurodivergent siblings or maybe is in a similar situation. What's the best way for OP to sit down with her parents and talk to them about it and like how it makes her feel. This is obviously a very complicated situation. It's not as easy as just saying you're an asshole. Yes. Um, I think this it's is not? <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, I think there needs to be a couple conversations just about how to balance this parenting because I don't think the parents are doing a good job of balancing the parenting between the two kids. Maybe the dad, but definitely the mom. It seems like it's not. Yeah, but I would love to know what you guys think. What should be done? Put your answers in the comments below. And with that, we'll see you next time. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This Christian kid tried to convert me, so I exploded a possum all over his truck. But what he did next, I never would have expected. I get the missionaries can be like annoying and whatnot, but I, I don't know if uh, exploding a possum is, is quite the right response you know what i mean when i was a sophomore in high school a new guy moved into town his Ooh. name matt what's up matt matt played guitar Ooh, matt Sheesh. and i was a singer match made in heaven our Take love was meant to be we started dating when i was a junior and he was a senior i was 16 he was 17 <laughs> honestly it was super cute and it probably would have made a decent wattpad story but it wasn't made to last as i was moving to a new state at the start of my senior year so this story takes place about two weeks before the end of my junior year and the school and the town were getting ready for senior graduation. Oh, yeah. Graduate yeah. me, baby. The characters. These are not their real names, but they're fake names. Mm. OP, me, the girlfriend. Matt, the boyfriend. Griffin, the bad friend. Henry, the good friend. And SDP, super dead possum. <laughs> Matt was my first everything. Losing the V card wasn't great. But is it ever is throwing Matt under the bus? Matt and I were awkward, but we managed to talk boundaries before anything happened. In nice. the conversation, we agreed that it was really important to both of us that this stayed private. Mm. Absolutely no bragging or being weird around friends. Smart. Griffin was a senior and someone who was in our group of friends, but not a close friend. You know, like a friend that you like somewhat ostracized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little clinger. Yeah, a Pluto friend. A Pluto friend. <laughs> yeah, you're not a real friend. You're planet. not a real friend, but you're kind of like there, I guess. Yeah, there. We were all in either orchestra, choir, and or band. Yeah. Everyone in those programs ran in the same social circle. Griffin was a Christian, and it was a big freaking part of his identity when we were in school. Yeah. He had this like charisma or something he used it to invite classmates to his church while gently shaming all of us for not being christian like him even though he was a major bummer his whatever charisma kept him active in the social scene and he was at all the major hangouts i can remember during that time i was friendly with griffin because to put it simply i lack confidence <laughs> oh he's sad Aww. i grew up in a church where i was taught that men were more important than me to never question a man, my own mother even shamed me for wearing my volleyball uniform at home because, John, get this, because it was inappropriate and could confuse my brother. Mama, you need to reassess your priorities. The That's fuck. Fucked up doesn't begin to cover that church the amount I had to unlearn. Anyway, by the time I was 17, I was fully done with the church, mm. but still struggled with all I had been taught, as you would. Mm. It was a confusing time. 
Griffin knew this, and it was his self-assigned senior project and a direct line to our Lord God, Jesus Christ. It was his mission to get me into his church. I'm 99% sure it was only about getting Matt involved because Griffin also wanted Matt to be a Christian, but that had so far been massively unsuccessful. Oof. Matt was not a Christian and had zero desire to know more. He saw firsthand how the church treated me and my family after some shit happened that was out of our control. And Matt was not a fan. Oh my. I kept a journal during that time in my life because I had a lot to figure out. My journal was plain, nothing on it to draw attention because I never wanted my family to think it was a journal. It was supposed to be just like an incognito school notebook. You Makes know? sense. One day during lunch, I was at my usual table where Griffin sat, Ooh. and I realized I needed something from the choir room. So I left my stuff at the lunch table, not thinking anything about leaving my backpack there. I had no idea anyone would go through my stuff because that had never happened before, and I didn't have anything of value anyway. Right. Well, as it turns out, my journal ends up being valuable because I had written about Matt and I. Oh, the dirty, dirty things we did. No. And who should have read it? But freaking Griffin. Of course. Griffin thought he had ammunition to get me back in the church. And I'm assuming Matt was <gasps> supposed to join us. Griffin <gasps> proceeded to take my journal and tell basically everyone in our social group no! and the whole school about my most private moments. Oh, my God. And it was effing humiliating. Wow. Thankfully. Matt didn't blame me, even though I felt like it was my fault. He was more confident than I was, but also didn't get nearly the same shame thrown his way that oh, I yeah. was getting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew <sighs> I was leaving in a few months, so I tried to keep my head down and focus on school. But being called a, you know, you can imagine the names by the people I grew up with. Yeah. Like after a while, it grates you. I yeah. guess Griffin's plan was to shame me back to church, but instead all I wanted to do was leave. Yeah. And to ruin Griffin. Yeah. It took some time, but I would get my revenge. Cue the revenge. <gasps> Matt, Henry, and I were hanging outside my house after school. My house was backed up to a street that often had roadkill due to being right alongside a huge swath of woods. Hmm. At this point, I knew that my revenge was going to include Griffin's brand. New Ford F-150 truck. This truck was literally all he could talk about because it was custom. His parents got it for him as an early graduation present. And it was very, very expensive. Like those Ford F-150s can go up to like a hundred grand. I believe it. They're not Same. cheap. It was a perfect truck. Bottom line is he loved that truck more than he loved life itself. I'm not a car person, so I have no idea what the truck was or if it was good, but I do know it was really, really tall and extremely lifted. Like you couldn't see the top of it, which ended up being bad for Griffin, but fantastic for revenge. Ooh. Perfect for hiding stuff. So there was a big super dead possum on the road behind my house that had been there for what seemed like a week. Oh, God. Imagine the smell, John. Imagine oh, it. I am. Sniff it. Oh. But I don't remember how many days exactly. Normally, the town was pretty good about sending the guy down our road to pick up roadkill. So it had been there long enough for me to notice, which didn't happen often. I was staring at the SDP super dead possum because, mm -hmm. well, it was there. I'm staring. Matt starts staring. And then Henry starts staring. Ooh. We start talking about Griffin because this thing has inspired. Of course. The Griffin name. Oh, yeah. Because man's a piece of rotting flesh. We're talking and I'm getting madder and madder. Then livid. However, I calm down when I realize this possum isn't disgusting. 
It is opportunity. Aha! Gentlemen, we're going to bag that super dead possum and put it in Griffin's truck. Oh, yeah. This wouldn't quite be that simple, so we started to brainstorm how we can fully get away with this. Griffin lived in an area of town where it was fast for him to walk to school instead of drive. There was a shortcut through the woods to school, which meant a three-minute walk. Hmm. Driving to school meant he had to go 20 miles per hour or slower, and one of the cops was always out because of how the schools were placed, so no speeding. Ah. It still took barely any time, but it was longer than the shortcut. Griffin, of course, chose to drive his big-ass truck to school. And that left us with an opportunity. And a plan was forming. I snuck out that night, met Matt and Henry wearing all black and a mask. Dude, they're heisting right now. Yeah. We bagged up the super dead possum, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever done. Mm. And we drove to Griffin's. We parked a bit away and went through the woods to the back of Griffin's house, lugging this putrid bag of nonsense. This was before the time where people had cameras on their property, so we didn't have to worry about anything besides floodlights on the side of the house. We had decided to put the super dead possum on top of the truck, knowing that Griffin wouldn't be able to see it. He couldn't drive like an asshole and wouldn't be taking his truck anywhere besides school. So basically, the possum's not going to fall off the top because he's only going like 20 miles an hour. Ah, I see. We thought about this. So the super dead possum was super effing bloated. And if any of you are familiar with bloated roadkill, you may know where this is going. Oh, no. Johnny, familiar? It's, it's about to be. It's about to be a pop balloon. Let's let's see. Let's see. Super dead possum was heavy and not going anywhere until this revenge was done. The next day at school, Griffin parks in the student lot like normal. We go to class like normal. Mm-hmm. I get called a few names throughout the day Ugh. like normal. Sad. I went through the day gleefully awaiting the final bell, knowing that Griffin was in for a nasty surprise. Yes. Now, this is happening two weeks before graduation in a very southern state. It is hot as fuck where I grow up and 90% humidity on top of it. Sounds like Florida. Hell yeah. So the bloated super dead possum on Griffin's car. Well, that super dead possum did what an old bloated super dead possum is going to do. Oh, no, it exploded. Oh, and if you've ever experienced a smell and I hope you never do, it is awful. Wow. The final bell rang. Matt, Henry and I strategically placed ourselves a bit behind Griffin so we could see him once he got to his truck. <laughs> when you made it to the parking lot, you made it to the smell. Oh, it was horrible. God, people were gagging, frantically looking around to try to find the source while covering their noses and sprinting to their cars. I knew this plan was going to satisfy my revenge, but never imagined this level of chaos. Griffin gets to his car and because the super dead possum exploded, he definitely notices it now. The force of the explosion of this poor animal meant that all of his windows were cracked. What? The juices seeped into the roof, down the windows, and inside the siding of the doors. Wow. It got all, and the sunroof was open, so it got all in there. Oh. There was no way he was driving home, so he had to call a tow. Oh, my God. As he's calling, Griffin starts vomiting because he had stood too (laughs) close to the truck for too long. Matt Henry and I were in the music programs and often stayed late. So we stuck around for the whole fiasco. No one noticing us 
and we get to see everything. We get to see Griffin's misery. Ooh. Griffin manages to get on the phone, calling his parents, crying that his truck has been destroyed, and he could hear his dad yelling in the speaker. Eventually, the tow arrives, and the tow guy is gagging, but gets the truck loaded up and out of the parking lot. It's like in the movies where like one person starts vomiting, and then yeah. <laughs> starts a chain reaction. At this point, Griffin had been yelling, crying, vomiting about his truck long enough that the people left at school knew what had happened, and by the following morning, the whole school knew. When Griffin came into school the next day, his parents and a guy in a suit were with him. Oh. A lot of people knew Matt and I had issues with Gritton. Got some beef. Oh, yeah. Matt was called into the principal's office, but never me. I'll never know the exact reason for this, but it is most likely a combination of not having a physical evidence against Matt or myself and that no one imagined a woman, a dainty woman, oh. could be involved in a retaliation scheme so disgusting. Yeah. Griffin, his parents, and the guy in the suit tried to throw weight around and get some type of punishment for what happened, but there wasn't really anything the school could do to appease them without knowing who did it or having evidence that it happened at school. Yeah. Right? Because they, they, they drove to school with the Makes possum. Makes sense. Wow. Genius. There were cameras at school. Oh. And it was clear that Griffin arrived at school with the super dead possum already on his car. Everyone totally knew that Griffin's car was destroyed by Matt and probably me, but never Henry. No reason to suspect Henry. With no proof, though, no one could actually say anything. And... Good side effect. After that day, people stopped calling me names and I was mostly ignored until I moved away. Wow. If people did have to talk to me, they were polite and to the point. I learned later that people were genuinely terrified of Matt and I because wow. of everything that happened. So the super dead possum was very effective. Wow. Oh, man. OP. As they say in like politics, like the only way to bury a story, have like a crazier story. Oh, yeah. Come out. Wow. Genius, genius. Um, I there is a one little, little addendum. The graduation ceremony arrived and being a year younger, I was in the crowd cheering for my friends. This was completely unplanned, but I get giddy picturing Griffin's face decades later. As Griffin was walking across the stage, I managed to make eye contact with him. And then I quickly made a little explosion with my hands, winked, and he knew exactly what I meant. And that's some nuclear revenge, folks. Let's go. Wow. Dude, salute OP. Salute. Salute OP. I've been looking for your sorry ass for years, partner. Finally, we meet. What's the bounty on me these days? Last poster I saw was five stars on Spotify. You think you can take me alone? I'm the fastest gun in the West. You're a dead man walking. Oh, I know you're tough. I know you're fast, but you forgot about one thing. Oh, yeah? What's that, you snakeskin scoundrel? Hear that noise? That's the OK Gang about to assault your body with precision five-star reviews. My only weakness... You, the one listening, fire those thumbs right towards this son of a bitch and get us to five stars. 